Hello, and welcome to the Ask Dr. P podcast. Last week, where we left off is after I introduced how I started to cope. That first glass of wine began for me a spiral, and what was to become a stronghold that I felt unable to break free from. So you might ask, what happened, and how did it get so bad? To effectively answer that question, I do have to take you back in time. I know, I know, all this back and forth will give you whiplash. Well, maybe not, but like I said previously, I am a visual person, so I can almost see you looking ahead and then looking back in accordance to my words. But I digress. So I take you back because my life, like so many of yours, is not a single moment in time. Yet, we tend to see people through the lens of that one moment in time when we come into contact with them. Here's what I'm saying. If you met me in 2013, you would probably judge me according to where I was at that point in time. And yet, that is not where my life began. It began so many years before that. To put it even more plainly, life is made up of a million moments that when combined, they can make up the total measure that is our lives. And so it was with me. My pain in 2013 was a culmination of so many moments that had spanned my lifetime. It was not the first time I experienced pain, betrayal, or disappointment. To help you gain some insights into my psyche, I take you behind the veil so you can meet the young girl called Pauline or Paulina. She grew up in a family where her parents loved and provided for both her and her siblings. And like so many of you from the other side of the pond, our family was made up of not only the immediate family, meaning our dad, our mother and siblings, but it also had extended family like aunts as well as a nanny or as we called them back then, our house help. Back then, when I was growing up, I had a medical condition which is known as an overactive bladder. I did not know it at the time that it was a medical condition and neither did those closest to me. So I ended up suffering taunts and ridicule. Whoever said sticks and stones may break my bones but words can never hurt me probably never suffered from hurtful words because words can and they do break you. I soon realized that I was different from my siblings as none of them had the same ailment. I hated going to sleep because I would wake up in that mess and nothing I did helped. I even tried sleeping upright or not sleeping at all or even not taking liquids before going to bed nothing worked. So when I'd wake up in the morning, I was taunted and I was made fun of. Our house help and my aunt called me all sorts of names. At times, our house help would even pinch and call me really nasty words. In other words, they shamed me. As a young girl, I felt alone and lonely and I wore the blanket of shame like a blanket. I also lived in the fear of anyone else outside of my immediate family finding out about my shame. 
see, when those who are meant to love and protect you abuse you, it leaves you broken. Some might think, well, those hurtful words were not a big deal. Huh, tell that to my young, innocent self. So, I became very good at hiding my shame and pain. I tried to be invisible everywhere I went. If anyone tried to single me out and they said I was pretty, I cringed, I pulled back because I did not believe them. All I could think is, they have no idea how ugly I really am. And that shame created a deep hole and such a deep hunger to be loved and accepted within me. Let me take a pause here to say that the hunger experienced by people would be different for everybody. For some, it could manifest as a need to be accepted, or a need to be loved, or appreciated, or it could be a myriad of other adjectives out there. And you will not be able to move forward and love yourself until you discover what that need is or the hunger and you confront it. This is one of the topics I talk about at the Brokenly Flawless sessions. As I grew older, I started to fill this hole and got myself into a whole lot of trouble. My parents had no idea what was driving me to act up. And I'm not saying that every child who acts up is doing so from a place of shame or fear. But for me, it was. And so, it is with that backdrop that I bring you back to 2013 where we left off. Where what I did not know at that time is that because of the pain and shame I had carried, this experience in 2013 broke a dam that had been building for so many years. And suddenly, I was that little girl again. I was misunderstood. I felt hated. I felt shamed. I was broken. And I was fearful. I cannot speak for others, but for me, this was the reality. I wanted so desperately to hide. But how do you hide from yourself? I could hide from the outside world, but I was with myself every single day and night. What I also did not know is that success had created a false sense of confidence and security. So long as I was successful, all was well with me. But how did you handle such a deep sense of failure? Some might say it was not a failure at all. But in reality, it was. And maybe God looks at it differently. But I am okay calling it what it was. It was failure. I began to leave those days of trying to hide, of trying to cover my shame and nakedness. But all that happened is that failure that was glaringly obvious and it was telling a different story. I had given it my all and failed. And the shame rose to the surface. I felt like I could not escape it. And I had so many questions. And the biggest one was, how? See, I did not ask God why. I asked him how. How could, it let, how could he let it get to this? How could he stand by and watch it happen? How could he stand by and watch that which I cared for so deeply fail? I did not have any good answers, so 
I felt betrayed. I was hurt, and it became too much to bear. So instead of seeking help, I turned, I turned to wine. It was my way of numbing the pain. And you might ask, why was wine my go-to? It's because it was accessible, and I could justify it because, after all, Jesus turned water into wine. If he did not intend for us to drink wine, he should not have turned it into the very thing we are not meant to drink. See, this was the extent of my darkened mind at the time. Let me pause here to say this. In my own experience, and as I have worked with other women, I have found that emotional pain that is not addressed can lead you down a path and you can begin to do things you never thought you ever could. Instead of trying to numb the pain, look for someone to work with, someone who can help you identify what is broken. And this can sometimes go as far back as your childhood. Once identified, then you are given the tools to address it and this eventually brings the healing. This is what helped me in my journey. And this is why our mantra at Brokenly Flawless is confront, address, heal. Tune in next week when I will continue to unpeel the layer.